For years now, the Know Your Client form has been the way advisors have figured out their clients' risk tolerance levels. But it's not the perfect process. KYC only takes one's entire portfolio into account instead of breaking suitability down into individual goals. With goals-based investing, ideas around suitability need to evolve. How? We explain in this episode of the Goals-Based Investing Podcast. I'm Brian Borzakowski. Joining me is Ronald Ganson, Managing Director of Goals-Based Planning at Ortec Finance, to talk about how to assess and manage suitability around specific financial goals. Ronald, thanks for being here. Very nice to be uh, back again, Brian. So on this episode, we are going to talk about suitability and uh, goals-based investing and how those two relate. But to start off, why don't you tell us just the definition of suitability? What do you mean when we talk about suitability? There is uh, suitability in the investment world. It's about determining the asset allocation of the investment portfolio and to be sure that it is in line with the goals of the client. And in the end, with the concrete goals of the client, uh, because you need to test if the goals are realistic or not. In the advisory world, everybody knows KYC, know your client. How does that relate to suitability? And, and maybe how does goals-based investing take that a step further? And when you look at developments uh, around regulations globally, you see that more and more amount of data must be uh, inventorized over the, over the globe. And uh, what you see is that financial institutions play a very important role in know your customer. Uh, so get all the information of the client. And uh, when you look at regulations, uh, the goals are always an important part of suitability because you need to connect the portfolio with the goals of the client. But what you see is that advisors and clients are using a questionnaire with five or 10 or sometimes 20 or 30 questions. And it's not always clear how they translate the questions to the best estimation location uh, of the client. And their goal-based investing is coming into play because yeah, when you define concrete goals, yeah, you can test if the investment portfolio is in line with the goals of the client. So with, with goals-based investing, that suitability would be more focused on those individual goals. Well, KYC is usually broader on a, on a sort of a portfolio basis. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that, that's, that's right, because you, everybody is using a questionnaire, and that questionnaire is standard for all clients. And there is one list with five or six goals where you can choose off. And uh, with goal-based investing, you can define all kinds of personal goals, uh, make them concrete. That's also not part of the questionnaire. And that's more individualized and personal and really in line with the amount of money the client will invest and uh, the allocation he needs to choose. How does um, suitability in Canada compare to other parts of the world? Uh, there's been some developments in suitability in Europe. What, what's the difference between what you're seeing kind of where you are versus where, where I am in, in Canada? Yeah, you see, you see differences. Uh, one and a half year ago, we did, did research uh, across 10 countries in Europe. And in Europe, uh, we have MIFID II regulations. That's quite strict. It's implemented by ESMA. That's uh, the authority to look at the behavior of the financial industry. And they defined how you need to do that. That's uh, define the financial position, uh, define the experience, the knowledge of the client, but also the goals of the client. And also within Europe, you see different approaches with the implementation. So a lot of financial institutions are still using questionnaires but more and more are going into the direction of the goal-based approach because yeah, it's more easy to implement in the end uh, and to monitor the goals. And 
yeah, really align with the needs of the client. So it's really more client-centric instead of product-based. And yeah, the question here is really the product approach. But when you go to goal-based investing, it's more the client-centric approach. So how does that work with suitability um, in the way we're talking about? Are our clients still filling out a form? I mean, how are they communicating the things that they would in the KYC, um, but in this different kind of context? Yeah, when you look at uh, the, the intake, there is still a questionnaire to cover different questions that are important from regulation perspective. But the uh, goal definition is more in-depth. So yeah, there are, it's possible that there are multiple goals, for example, not only one. It's also a goal that must be concrete. And when you have multiple goals, you also need to prioritize the goals. And then you really need to focus yeah, what's important for the client and uh, that taking in, into account to determine the best asset allocation for the client. So it, the goals are more in-depth. And when you have that specific goals, yeah, you can align the portfolio with the goals. And, and usually, you know, we were talking about as, as the KYC kind of covers the whole portfolio, you might be an aggressive investor, conservative, you know, balanced. What is, how is it different when you're going through individual goals? Can you have different sort of types of uh, portfolios for different goals or more something more aggressive for a different goal, more conservative? How does that come out, I guess, when you, the suitability that we're discussing, these more goals-based suitability, how does it um, look when it comes time to invest? Yeah, that's a good question, Brian, because uh, what you see in Canada is when a client is filling in a questionnaire, multiple portfolios are invested in line with the results of that questionnaire. For example, a client is balanced, so different portfolios of the client with different tax regimes are implemented with a balanced risk profile. What you see with the goal-based approach is that you change the asset allocation. It's a more nuanced approach. And there you can align the risk with the investment horizon and the goals of the client and say, okay, for this part of my asset value, for example, with 10%, when you have 1 million with 100,000, I play around and take much more risk than I in average like to take. Uh, but on the other hand, you also have uh, money on the saving account. And in a goal-based approach, you align the risk of the portfolio and you align with the willingness to take risk for that specific goal, and then look at the average risk of all portfolios that that's in line with the risk attitude of the client. So we split the risk willingness and the risk attitude of the client. The risk attitude is independent of goals and portfolios, uh, but the risk willingness, yeah, there you look at the risk a client is willing to take with that specific goal. Can you define those terms a bit more? Um, risk willingness, what, what, what does that mean? How do you actually define risk in, in this situation? Yeah, when you look at the risk attitude, it's more the risk preferences of the client. Yeah, and there it's about do you sleep at night when the stock market is going down with 10 or 50%? Or yeah, what kind of risk are you willing to take in certain uh, circumstances? And yeah, it's really independent of the goals of the client. So it's more an average. And there you can map that also with the financial situation of the client. When you look at the risk willingness, then it's more about, yeah, what kind of risk do I willing to take with this specific portfolio in line with this specific goal? So for example, when you have children study and you invest a certain amount every month to support the children with their study in 10 years, yeah, you take another risk with that portfolio when, than when you, for example, in 30 years go with retirement 
save every month a certain amount so you can spread the risk over the time. And when uh, you see in a downwards market, it's still enough to have a good retirement. Then you have other preferences. So it's really about, yeah, what kind of risk do I willing to take with that specific goal? So it's a bit balancing, I guess, the volatility with the probability of reaching the goal. So are they both equally important or is the probability of reaching the goal? I guess you want to make sure you have enough. Is, is that the priority for, for, for this? Yeah, that's 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 a good question. Uh, when you look at risk, it's difficult because there is not one definition or a risk measure. So when we look at risk, you have the short-term risk, the volatility or the downside risk in a certain year. And you have the long-term risk, that's the probability to reach the goal or what's the amount of money you have in a downward market, so in a poor economic scenario. So you have at least three risk measures, the short-term volatility, the long-term probability, and the long-term downside risk. And yeah, this depends per client. When you look at more clients who want to take more risk, yeah, they look more at the long-term and the probability and the downwards risk. And when you look at clients who don't want to take risk, yeah, they look more to the volatility and the short-term risks. But it's important that both types of clients get insight in, the, in both the short-term and the long-term risk. What are some of the challenges around suitability? When you look at suitability for the client, it's not the most interesting part of the advisory process because he needs to fill in a questionnaire and uh, he doesn't understand why he's choosing for a certain risk profile because he doesn't understand the translation of the answers of the questions to the portfolio. So, yeah, and it's more, uh, you need to do that because of regulation. So that's also not a good reason uh, to do this. So the challenges are that private banks uh, need to define the risk tolerance of the client every year again. And that costs a lot of time. And not all clients like to do that every year. And when they are in an online environment, yeah, it's really challenging to uh, ask client and to get the questionnaire filled in. So the monitoring of the suitability is a big challenge. Next to that, it's, it's really important to give the client enough information to make the right investment decision and that he understands all that information. So it's also a challenge to guide the client through the process so he can make an informed decision around his portfolios. And, and just on the advisor side, if you haven't been doing this, how do you, on the advisor side, if you haven't been doing what we're talking about, how do you focus more on goals-based suitability versus you know the KYC form that you've been doing all the time? Can you make that switch? And, and how do you do it? You need more information to share with the client. So you need tooling to uh, get, give insight on the personal level, on the personal goals of the client. So that's an, an important one, but it's also mindset. When you as an advisor want to guide your client and manage the expectations of your client, yeah, you need to give insight in investment risk and return and volatility. And when you do that at front of the advice, yeah, you manage the expectations in a better way. And the clients expect that during the lifetime of the product uh, that they are also informed. So you need to inform them ongoing to 
align the expectations and uh, show the impact when the stock market is going down. Yeah, of course, it's minus 10 or minus 15, but what's the impact on the feasibility of your goal? When that's only small, yeah, you have also more balance in the interpretation of the results and you improve the management of the expectations of the client. Great. Um, you know, I'm sure we could talk about uh, about this all day. It's a big part of the uh, financial advising process, but uh, we'll leave it there and we'll uh, talk again on the next episode. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Brian. See you next time. On our next episode, find out how to incorporate economic scenario planning into the goals-based investing approach. This is the Goals-Based Investing Podcast. Thanks for listening.